0: And it's the word that changes things. It's the word of God. When you receive that seed of the word of God into your life, the word begins to work. You don't see it. It's just like the farmer that puts his seed in the ground. You don't see what's going on. You can't analyze it. You don't want to go back and pull it up and look at it and see if it's growing. He just let it stay. It will grow up. Because the laws of God, the word of God is at work. And that seed, will, this word of God, Jesus said, the word is the seed. So it goes inside of you, and it's working. Whether you see it or not, it's working. One day you said, amen. So the word will work. What I want to speak on tonight is watch out for the enemy's tricks. That's the title wash out for the enemy's tricks father i just ask that you speak to our hearts and encourage us tonight in jesus name amen you know a lot of people don't understand listen there is a devil many of us have a hard time wondering about you know what god if god is in our lives or not but you need to realize that there is a devil and many times we're struggling and wondering, is God there? Because we're just human. You don't feel Him, you don't see Him. He's not, we know He's the wind, but you don't feel the wind. Sometimes He speaks to us, but when He speaks to you, it's your voice seemingly speaking to you. And it's hard to discern if this was God or just you speaking or just a wish in your heart. But there is a God. Also, there is a devil. You can't see him, but he's there. And and he doesn't sleep. The Bible tells us, and that's what it does, he's going to and fro on the earth. He's going to and fro on the earth. That's what happened in Job. If you read the book of Job, he was before God when the sons of God gathered. And God says, where have you been? He made it clear, to and fro on the earth. And he said, uh, God said, Have you noticed my servant Job? Well, yes. He's noticed his servant. That's too handy. (laughs) He notices you. He knows you're there. Satan has noticed you, but he's going to and fro as the Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Be sober. In other words, be clear-minded. Let your minds be clear. Be sober. That's why it's not good for a Christian to drink. That's just me. (laughs) Be sober. Stay sober. Be vigilant. Be watchful. Because your enemy, God is saying that Satan, he's made you his enemy. You are his enemy. And if you have an enemy in his mind, he's he's not just your enemy. He's a murderer. That's who he is. He can't change himself. He is a murderer. So he goes to and fro, seeking whom? To murder to kill. That's his business. That's what he is. That's the devil is. He has noticed you because you are called by God's name. He knows you there. And he's seeking permission to destroy you. He's there. But what you need to understand is that we are not dealing with a mighty, powerful, A strong devil. That's not what we're dealing with. We are dealing with a trickster. The best that you've ever seen or heard of. Since the world began. There's none like him when it comes to tricks. When we are battling with the devil, we are not battling, you know, with might and muscles and strength. What we are really battling is his tricks. That's all we are fighting. That's why Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11 says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the tricks, the wiles of the devil. So there is nothing in it, the battle, he's just del- being able to handle his tricks. Because he disguises his tricks. And if you buy into his drink, his tricks, he destroys you. That's all he's got. He's got nothing but tricks. And so the thing to do is to be able to recognize his tricks. But thank God, God has given us wisdom from heaven. Amen. The Bible says, Jesus has become to us the wisdom of God. So you have the wisdom of God. The only way to deal with the devil's tricks is through the wisdom of God. You can't do it. You, can't, you won't recognize it. Only through the wisdom of God. That's why we need to be sober to be vigilant, because the enemy is there. You know, Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, it says, lest Satan, uh, Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We are not ignorant. We know his devices. His tricks. We need to be aware. If you are not aware of his devices, he's going to destroy you. He's going to destroy you. He will take advantage of you. He's going to take advantage of your situation because you're not aware. You're not even, you don't even know that this thing that's been troubling you, that's been a problem in your life, that the one behind it is not your boss. He's the devil. He's not your brother. He's not your wife. He's the devil. Amen. He is the devil that's behind it. And if you don't know by the wisdom of God, by the word of God, that is the devil that is trying to destroy your marriage, to destroy your life, destroy your children. If you don't know that, then he'll take advantage of you. So lest the devil take advantage of us, because we we know his devices. We don't want to. We need to be vigilant. We need to be sober. So tonight I want to start. With some, not all of them, because it's hard to go through all of them. I don't even know all of them. But some of his tools of deception. So that you are aware of them. Amen. So you are aware of them. I'm going to start with the first one. I call it miscarriage. Miscarriage. Now, the word miscarriage means... Uh, 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 you're not able to carry the baby to term somewhere along the way you lost the baby that's miscarriage when you don't give birth to the baby now there are two types of miscarriage two types two types of miscarriage there is the natural miscarriage which you deal with giving birth to a baby and the spiritual miscarriage, which means the birth, you know, the Bible says the, the word of God is a seed, right? And when, when the angel Gabriel spoke the word of God to Mary, right? It says that seed in you, when it's born, shall be called what? The son of God. So when you receive the word, you become pregnant. Amen. When you receive a dream from God... From the word of God. Or maybe it's a spiritual dream. Something that God has given to you. A dream to be something in life. That's also a baby. You need to carry that baby to term. Amen. If you let go of the baby and the baby dies before it's born, you had a miscarriage. That's a miscarriage. You know, in the natural, you see so women sometimes, they believe in God to have a baby, and they've been praying, and sometimes the word, we had that happen here in our church. And then the word of God comes by prophecy or by prayer, and then all of a sudden, she, the woman becomes pregnant. And then we give glory to God. Amen? And then a few days later, she sees blood. And that's where the tricks of the enemy she says you know what this blood from you do you know what this means and the woman thinks oh yes i do know you lost your baby did you get pregnant with blood or a baby but you interpret in the natural you interpret what you see because you've seen blood that because you got blood coming out therefore I have miscarriage. You call it that. God doesn't call it. Children are a blessing from God. God didn't bless you with blood. The blood and the baby, they are two separate things. But what the enemy wants the believer to think, now the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. So when when God has given you a baby, you've been struggling to have a baby for months and months, and now you're pregnant. What has blood coming out of you got to do with this? But the enemy tells you that this is exactly what's happening in the natural. And if you take your eyes off Jesus, you're going to sink. He's giving you a baby. He gave you a baby, not blood. Let that blood, whatever it is, let it find its way out of your body so the baby can be healthy. Why can't you interpret it that way? Amen. Interpret it that way. A lot of Christians, let me read this scripture for you. Uh, Exodus chapter 23, verse 25 and 26. So you shall serve the Lord your God. How many of you are serving the Lord tonight? I see you here, so I know you're serving the Lord. And the scriptures cannot be broken. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will, not may he will bless your bread and your water will not me that means he will bless everything that your hand touches he'll bless your bread and your water whatever concerns your life whatever will bring good into your life god wants to bless it why can't we believe these things and trust in the god that's giving us this promise God said, so you will serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. He will bless your bread and your water. And he says, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. I will take sickness from the midst of you. God is saying there will not be sickness around you. But the devil wants to trick you and to let you know, how do you feel your head is swimming? You know, for men, you know, maybe you're different. We know, you know, you you, you hear that if you start hurting in some part of your body and your chest, you see, the big one is coming. Right? The big, this is the big one. <laughs> and so many times, when my hands or something, I said, let me go back to science and find out which of the hand, you know, that's supposed to hurt you? Who oh, is the right hand. Oh, no. <laughs> you don't see anything happening, but you already feel, hey, based on what you know, in the natural, that this is what. And then you give it a name. Right? And sometimes you call it your, yours. My headache. My stomach pain my cancer my who t- god said i will take sickness away from the midst of you so you are not around sickness that's the word of god so you shall serve the lord your god and because you are serving the lord your god he takes sickness away from the midst of you don't mean you can never ever be sick but that's not part of your life that's a stranger coming into your home and you can kick that stranger out of your home Give him a quick notice and let him, let him know today you're living. It's over. Get out of my house. You shall serve the Lord your God and he will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one. Say the word with me. No one. No one shall suffer miscarriage. No one when you serve the Lord your God, no one shall suffer miscarriage that's both natural and spiritual you shouldn't suffer it there's usually a process it takes 9 months if you give birth to the baby before its 9 months we got premature baby he's got to get to term and blood issue of blood has nothing to do with it many of us have you know dreams that God has given to us And there is a path to the fulfillment of that dream. There is a process. It takes time. It takes nine months. It takes a few years. Don't let go of the dream before the dream is born. Don't let go of the dream. Many of us have, if you're not married, you have a desire. It's a dream in your heart. You want to get married. You want to have a good family. You want to have children well all of these things come from god and if you make god first in your life he says all of these things shall be added to you you're gonna have a good husband yes because or a good wife that's what you desire that's your dream don't let go of the dream because of time there is a process you have a dream to own your home you're tired of, of renting you want to buy your own house You want it to be a good house, a house that you can afford. And then you're looking at your own resources and everything happening around you, and you're saying, I can never get to that. Well, whose dream do you have? Your dream or the dream that God is birthing you? He created you. He knows your person, and he knows what your heart's desire is. All our desires are different. For some people back in Africa, having a little place and a little window air conditioning, In one room, that's their dream, right? And God will give them their dream. Maybe your dream is different. Everyone according to their... But God says he'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage. The number of your days he'll fulfill. And I've said it here, and I'm not joking, I really mean it. If there is a God, there is no way I can be out there laying out on the ground and having met, uh, what do you call them, uh, these guys from the, with their ambulance, doing resuscitation and all of that. No, it's not going to happen to me. The number of my days must be fulfilled. That's my dream. I want to I be around when my children have their husbands and their wives. God's birth. I only got one child. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) One daughter, sorry. (coughs) I want to be around. I got to see this. Amen? That's my heart's desire. And the word of God says, God will give you, what? The desires of your heart. That's my desire. He will satisfy you with long life. That means when you are tired and satisfied with living on the earth, you can go home. That is satisfying you with long life. I'm not satisfied now. Amen? I still want to live. And there's no devil in this world. There is no trick. There is no pain in my head that tells me the big one is coming. I'm going to be here. Amen? Because nothing can stand against the word of God and defeat it. Nothing. God watches over his word to perform. He watches over his word. If you have the word of God in your heart and the word is at work, God is constantly watching. It's unbelief that gets it out of you. And that's the trick of the enemy. What he does, he puts pressure on you to let go of your dream. He tells you the resources are not there. Why don't you just leave it, let it go. Be satisfied with this so you bring it down. You dull down the dream. Because you don't believe God can take care of it. Don't let go of your dream. God wants to bless his children. That's what the Bible tells us. He loves the righteous, the Bible says. Amen? He surrounds the righteous with favor as a shield. That's what the Bible... So everywhere you turn, you're surrounded with favor. Everywhere you turn. The word means something. The word of God does. And it's our response to the word of God that determines our future. If you don't believe it, it will never happen to you. It's the same word that created everything that you can see. The word can take care of your problems, no matter what it is. God can send you a Joseph to take care of you. Amen. He'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. Another thing, that's the second one, and I guess hopefully I go for the second one is get rid of this suffering mentality. The suffering mentality. Suffering. You know, for for a long time, and even up to now, a lot of a lot of Christians think that Christianity has no meaning unless it is difficulty. That's how they define Christianity. The way they see Christianity, they equate it with troubles and troubles and problems. Yeah. That's what the way they say. It. They believe that if they're going through a hard time, huh, they maybe, that means I'm doing something right. Don't you hear that? They say that in church a lot. God is trying to teach you a lesson with this sickness. Well, I, I was sick with uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Chicken pox. I, ha- I think today I'm still trying to find out what lesson I learned. Man, the doctors took my money, and I was in the hospital for days. I got spots all over my body. I was, my body, I was worse than uh, what do you call the spotted animal? The cheater or something? Yeah. Yeah. I got all spots all over me. I, I kept looking for the lesson God was trying to teach me. Except for the pain and all of that. I got that till today. I don't remember. The, I, there's no lesson coming out of it. The suffering mentality, you know. The Bible tells us, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Amen? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But many Christians, they keep going, it's not an easy road. We know in Nigeria, we sing it and we really enjoy it. I'm suffering for the Lord. It's not an easy road. The way to heaven is not an easy And we enjoy that. Oh, it was a good service. Because we sang, it's not an easy road, but the one who is the way says, "My yoke is easy, and my burden is light." So who is lying? Since the devil that's lying to us help making us to go away from God's word and believe a lie. That God has something to do with the suffering that we're going. now nah, going through now, nah, we go through persecution. We can allow that. That's good suffering. Amen. Persecution is good suffering. because there is a reward. When you have persecution in your life, guess what comes with persecution, a lot of revelation. And if you do not having revelation from God, please don't tell me about your suffering and, God and persecution. There's nothing going on. And it's just the enemy's trick. Paul suffered a lot of persecution. You know that? A lot of pain in his life. He had a lot of re- revelation from God. And Paul said, because of the things that I've seen, God gave me A thorn in the flesh. So he talked about his sufferings. And everything. He says, I heard things that can't be spoken on the earth. So when you're suffering, I want to determine, are you having a lot of revelation? Was this suffering for the Lord you're telling, talking to me about? What new revelation? Have you written something that will inspire me? It's all a lie. A trick of the enemy to tell Christians that what you're going through, God has something in it and he's going to teach you a lesson through that. Do you do that to your children? Do you go out and get HIV virus and put in your stubborn child's mouth or blood or something just to teach them a lesson? I'll call CPS on you. You'll be in jail. You'll never come out of it. Why do we indict God with something like that? Why? Why do we indict God that God made your child sick? You won't make your child sick. The one that's behind it is the enemy. Every time you go through something that contradicts the word of God, guess who is behind it? The deceiver. If it contradicts what God says is the deceiver, you don't have to receive it. God is not in it. By his stripes, you were healed. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Simple. God is not in it. If I'm going through it, I know God is not in it. So I need to see God's face and to resist the devil's steadfast in the faith, according to what Peter says, until I get my freedom. Because God does not go against His word. He and His word are one. So we must not receive the lie from the enemy that tells you that there is righteousness in suffering. Where did we get that from? We are in rest standing with God because I'm going through all this suffering. I can't pay my bills, so God is in it and, and I'm going through some. No, that's not God. That's not God. God is not in any of that kind of stuff. I need to find out from God, God, am I missing something? What am I not doing? And if I'm paying time, I'll let him know because God says, present your case before me. Make your case. I'm going to make my case before him. God, what's going on? I pay my time according to your word. I'm worshiping you. I'm trying everything I know. Am I missing something? Let me know. Because the word of God will not speak against itself. If you give, you must receive. He's the law of God. He's the law of nature. Because God spoke nature into being. Amen. And it always works. Gravity will always work. Because God spoke it into being, you go against it, you're coming down. So every word that God gives us is A law of nature that works here on earth. If we stay and abide with it, we'll prosper. They're not there to destroy us. They're there to help us. And when we are not being helped, we need to find out, are we going against the law of nature that's going against God's word so that we can reverse, that's repent, turn our back, and go the other direction towards your blessing. Amen. Go towards your blessing. That's what it is. Amen. Amen. So God... He doesn't wish you anything evil. No. He wants the best because you are his beloved child. He loves you. So we must stop believing that lie. We must stop believing that lie. I'm going to go to the third one. That's a trick of the enemy. He goes, he's never changed, you know. He sees still the same devil just the way it was in the garden. And it's thing is, did God say, oh, he's trying to keep something from you. You see, I got a greater revelation. Let me let you know what it is. And some of us believe that. And we go into that and we take the lie of the enemy and we stop fighting. And what it does is to pressure you to the point where you let go of what you know from god's word and you begin to do your own thing what you understand in the natural sometimes the things of god they they are contrary to the things that you see in nature you give to receive it he tells you uh, you have been given right you say yes you pay your tithe all the time? Yes. So are you, are you prospering? Your answer is, well, I don't see it. So he says, well, that thing doesn't work. And he's thinking, he said, tell me more, devil. I, I, I think I'm getting a new revelation here. I need more. He says, you started tithing from the time that pastor started three years ago. You say, yeah, I remember that tell me more. So what's happened to you? Well, you can't pay your bills, can you? No. That's true. You have more to say something? You don't, it seems like you're talking to yourself. He's whispering to you. He's whispering to you. You know, Jesus said in John chapter 10, he says, my sheep will hear hear my voice. They will not listen to the voice of uh, a stranger. You see, the devil has a way of speaking to you. His voice is the voice of a stranger. Recognize the voice of the stranger. Now, when God speaks to you, he speaks to you through your own voice. That's the, that's where we... It's hard. Now, if God speaks to me in a baritone, I know where he's coming. This is God. Okay? And then I can see... Uh, it's a little down, that can be God. That's the devil. He talks like, uh, whatever. <laughs> and then that's me. But it's hard to discern because you talk to yourself in your own voice. And you talk, God talks to you in your own voice. You are in it, right? And this, the devil does the same thing. So how do you discern who's speaking? Jesus said, the voice of a stranger, they won't hear. They won't follow a stranger because they don't know the stranger's voice. They know my voice. I belong to him. So I can always tell when it's the voice of the enemy. How? When he contradicts God's word, he's not, not God. I don't have to receive it. But that's what the devil does. He tries to trick us to believe that. This is not God. God doesn't The way you're experiencing it in the natural is not working for you, so it can't be God. Preachers lying. He just wants your money. So just don't do it anymore. And you believe it, and guess what? Things go worse. Things go really bad because you turned away from God. Grace is gone. Now you're on your own. You know, Eve and Adam believed just one word from the devil. Look at what we are in today. One time they believed and acted on it. She's very serious. We're not, again, I need to let us know we're not fighting against this mighty, powerful, strong devil. No. All he's got is bags of tricks. He is called the deceiver. You remember that? That's who he is. The deceiver. Kick him out of your home. Amen. (laughs) kick him out of your life he is called the deceiver recognize if you can recognize the deceiver's voice you're really smart you got it and he does it with all of the feelings and all of that stuff so that it appears so real so that you 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 there's no way you can't believe it you can see it as people say seeing is believing right But you have to believe to see with god amen you have to believe to see if you don't believe you won't see it not with god if you're looking for a miracle you have to believe another thing that the enemy does is to deceive us into do uh, things that are not acceptable with god it's called the deceitfulness of sin there's sin where you know you 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 know, and your conscience bothers you. But have you been around Christians something that everybody knows this is not This is not something and they can justify it? They tell you, well, there's nothing wrong with that. They can do this stuff straight in the open. It doesn't bother them. And they'll let you know. We don't think this is sin. You know what that is? It's called the deceitfulness of sin. I believe it's uh, Hebrews chapter 3 is called the deceitfulness of sin. So what the enemy does is he wants you to go in that so that there is no repentance. The Bible tells us in 1st John uh, verse, uh, chapter 1 verse 8 and 9, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But when the deceiver comes, he lets you feel like, well everybody's doing it. There's nothing wrong with it. And once you're persuaded, you stay in it. So he's gotten you away from God and you can justify it and do whatever you're doing. But what that is now, you've turned yourself against the word of God and if God be for us, who can be against us? Now when he's he's taking you out through the deceitfulness of sin, and now there's something in your life that you don't even think you should repent of because it's okay. Everybody's doing it. You've placed yourself in a place where it's hard for God to be around. So anything goes. The enemy can come after you and destroy you. It's called the deceitfulness of, of sin. You know, every one of us will struggle, but God is gracious and he'll help us out to get to the place where He wants us to go. But there is an enemy there who, if he knows he cannot get you somewhere, he's going to try to turn it in a way where he's acceptable, and then you follow that road, there's going to be a problem. Let me read from Revelation chapter chapter two verse. Fourteen. He says, "But I have a few things against you because you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam. They hold it. It's something that they felt they believe. There is nothing wrong. They believe that who taught Balak to put a stumbling block." That's what the enemy wants. Put a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit, commit sexual immorality. Now, what happened here is Balak told Balaam, the prophet, and said, Curse the children of Israel. And God said, No, they're already blessed. You can't curse something that's already blessed by God. So Balaam says, I can't do it. He told Balak, the king, The guy said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you all of these great things if you just curse them. The guy said, I can't do it. God has already blessed them. And so he blessed the children of Israel instead of cursing them. But then he went back to Balak. He said, well, let me give you a secret. If you can convince these people, send your ladies to be with them. And show them love. And all of them. and, And tell them there's nothing wrong with eating animals, it's just animal sacrifice to Adam. You just let them mix with them like your friends. If he said, if you do that, you will turn them. God, they will turn. God will turn away from turn away from them, and then he'll hammer them. And that's what Balak did. That's what Balak did. And Jesus didn't forget it. He says, "There's among you people have the doctrine of Belak. I mean Balaam. Who taught the children of Israel? And that's the way he he used tricks. Tricks! Tricks! So that they can accept it and say there's nothing wrong with it. And then they got hammered for it. And that's what the enemy does. That's why we have to watch and pray. And always seek for deliverance so we don't fall into the tricks of the enemy. Amen? Stand up with me tonight. See, the Word of God doesn't come to condemn anybody. Amen? The -hmm. Word of God comes to give hope. You know, we all struggle, but the Word is always there for us. God can never be against you when you still have a heart for Him. And His Word is you. Whatever He does, all things work together for good to those who love God. And He loves you because you love His Son. He honors you because you honor His Son matter what's going on in your life, even if it's really terrible and you don't feel like there's going to be a way out, he has a way for you. I want to let you know that tonight. He has a huge way for you. But don't give up your dream. Amen? Don't suffer miscarriage. Don't do that. Amen? Let go of your suffering mentality. God didn't create you to suffer. If he's called you to suffer for his name, that's a great honor. And everything else is in your life. Amen? Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We love you and we give you praise. Because your word said, the entrance into your word is what gives us light. And that light is the light of life. And we know the word, so we have life. And we have the wisdom of God. And we're so grateful to you because we are loved by our God and you're taking care of us. I pray for your people tonight, for everyone to enter into their inheritance according to your word. We thank you because you have a great inheritance for us. It's a land that's flowing with milk and honey. We know we have to fight, but you said be of good cheer." overcome the world. So we thank you because we are entering into our promised land today by the power of your name. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.